1: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Hello,
2: my friends. Welcome to Mav's Moneyball Group Therapy. I apologize for the slightly late start. I've been doing many things this evening. Uh, before we get started and bring people up on stage, I want to take a moment and read something to you. The quote is from Brad Townsend's, uh, piece just uh, earlier today uh, about why they traded, uh, Chris Stapps for Zingas. I did incredible talent, but we needed that shooter, meaning Berton's, and we needed another ball handler, meaning Diddwindy who could create a shot, and unfortunately, that was the only way we're going to get them, Cuban said before referencing the Mavs 13-8 season without Porzingis. It was that simple, Cuban went on to say, getting two guys who fill roles that we really needed, and the fact that we have played okay without KP. But I think that doesn't take anything away from KP being a great talent, and I actually think he's going to be better with the Wizards than he was with us. Now let's rewind, team, to November of 2021, less than three months ago. In fact, if I'm reading the dates on this bad boy, right, it was just before uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Mark Cuban told uh, NBA.com, quote, I've always believed KP hasn't played his best basketball yet. Now you're seeing why we didn't trade him. He's a great player. He's a good dude. All of my experiences with him have been positive. So why would we do that? But that's NBA Twitter and that's Mavs Twitter. That's what they do. End quote. Folks, I'm a little pissy because you know what? Mark Cuban once again tries to tell us that we're the fucking problem and not him and his inability To build a basketball team, I'm joining you guys in a way. uh, uh, We had a great time tonight. Lucas scored 51. They beat the Clippers, really held them off. Kind of a a street fight. It was um, really fun to watch. I think the Clippers might come back and beat us on Saturday. Either way, um, let's start bringing folks up uh, and, and remember, if you don't see the green ring around your name lighting up, that means people can't hear you and you need to come closer. Um, I've been getting a fair amount of complaints from from regulars that were just not being heard enough. So that means if you don't see yourself, you need to either push your ear, uh, uh, what do you want to call them, Air pad, uh, AirPods in, push your, you know, speak closer to the phone, do something to where people can hear you. It really, um, it, it makes a big difference. Coming up first, Chris Haley. How are we doing, buddy? Well, Yes, sir. How, how are you doing? Well, you know, you heard me. I'm full of piss.
3: <laughs> well, my, my mic's working good. Uh, yeah, y'all can hear me. Okay, oh, yeah, we right can now. hear
2: you most nights. Like, it's it's there's it's, not – yeah, I don't have problems with that.
3: Um, Yeah, tonight's game, uh, that was awesome. That was awesome how it started out. I'll be honest, you, it kind of brought back some memories um, of the third game of the playoffs, the one that I was at where we're, Luca was going nuts in the first quarter, and then Carlisle takes him out. And like after the first eight minutes, I think Luca Luca was doing good against, against the Clippers, takes him out of the game. Um, but uh, yeah, that was just bringing back some bad memories there. So
2: I love playing the Clippers because it becomes very quickly like a like a, a distillation of why we watch sports because it just makes me furious. Yeah. makes Luca furious,
3: and should it's have like, had that should have fucking had that series. Should ah, have fucking had that series.
2: and it's just so much fun. Like Terrence Man, you know, I like, like I'm sure people are gonna kick the crap out of him. I love Terrence Man. Do you know what I would give to have a player on the Mavericks that talks that much shit to a superior player? Yeah, <laughs> every time standing. we play
3: Clippers, we got to call pest control. He he's a pest. He's feisty. I mean, that's what you want. I mean, if you're guarding Luca, you have to be like that. It's great. And, it's great. And, and, One. I think he got an offensive foul. You know, um that went his way. I mean, he's doing what he, he can, but I mean, hell, Luca's putting Zubach in a blender, man. I just,
2: man, you'd think, oh. you'd think that you'd think that Tyron Lu would figure that out before the Clippers go down. Oh, two, but he just can't help himself. Like, it's like, he's trying to break that poor man's confidence.
3: Yeah. One thing I'm concerned about though, this whole, uh, you know, the KP thing I, I'm at first, I, I don't even know what to think about it, but obviously we need the playmaker. Is KP going to – I mean, we've already discussed all this stuff or heard about it, you know, like he's not going to be on the floor much. And honestly, during the playoffs, what if he gets injured even more? There's so many what-ifs. But I'm not really fam- – even all the league pass games I watch, I'm really not that familiar with Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, I is he a type of player like a Dwight Powell where if you don't ask him to do too much, he's effective? Is he going to, like, really come off the bench and just be that secondary playmaker when Luka's getting a breather? That is that pretty much what
2: we're getting from him, you think, or – so how blunt do you want me to be? Because Dinwiddie the idea versus Dinwiddie the player are as stark as KP the player versus KP the yeah, idea. Yeah, and I'm hearing Dinwiddie's like toxic and stuff. But maybe, I mean, he played for the Wizards. So I don't know if he comes to the Mavs, it might be different. I different. mean, I'll, I'll try to go find the clip. He, he's returning from injury. And I'm going to post this in the chat because somebody sent one of these to me. He is, his body is not good right now he's not able to get by anyone it's it's kind of it's kind of frightening to be honest that this is who they you know and i'm wondering if if he just needs to to have have some time to come back from from injuries that sort of thing but he has not looked good the numbers the numbers out there are are and it don't even really do justice like you go look at his game box scores he just has trouble it's it's I'm hopeful that maybe next year he could maybe be something, but right now he looks like a shell. What's wrong, what's wrong with him specifically? Cause I had, like I said, I have He's torn had his done. ACL twice Oh, um, okay. and well, he just, it's, it's very unfortunate because he was, he's, he's the, he's the kind of player who, um, when he was healthy, makes sense. Like he, he, he's a, he's a decent ball handler. Um, and it's – it. I just posted in the chat. You guys will see. Like, he can't get past Duncan Robinson, who might as well be a, a traffic cone on defense. And I'm not sure so we what We need somebody thinking. to alleviate the load off
3: Luka, even if, Lu- if Dinwiddie's in the game with Luka playing at the same time. Just give Luka a break, you know, a possession here and there, kind of like what Brunson's doing. I mean, but, yeah, we just need another – I mean, I get it. They need another playmaker. I mean, it kind of sucks to kind of get up a second-round pick as well, but –
2: um, well, I mean, I, this is going to be a hot take on, on, in like the basketball world, but I, I could argue that like Goran Dragic having not played this year is better than Stin- Spencer Dinwiddie right now. Um, <laughs> and I don't, I, I'm not saying that just because I've been kind of caping for him for a while. I mean, Spencer has been terrible. And it, it, you know, like the, the I'm, I'm less worried about the fact that his teammates don't like him. Like, you know, that stuff tends to ball up. You're not playing well. Things don't work in your favor. And then if you're kind of a different dude and, and this has been, you know, just full disclosure, yeah. this is kind of my, this is kind of like my problem public, like personally, like people don't fucking like me because I'm weird and it's it <laughs> shit happens. And you know, but when things are going great, people are less, more willing to deal with your bullshit. Right. Um, <laughs>
3: so it can just happen. But uh, I, I think 80% of this whole trade thing is basically a salary dump, right? I mean, And then hopefully that Dinwiddie is a decent playmaker. And then Bertans, he's not a, he's a career 40% three-port shooter.
2: He's not going to be shooting 32% the shots that he's about to get. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why he's shooting 32%? It's because he's injured and he has a foot problem. Uh And he's a tall guy. He averages 1.8 rebounds a game. I'm real, we should be worried about him. I talked with Seth Partnow earlier tonight. And he basically said that one of the things that was keeping him in the league is the fact that he was able to keep up athletically, and the injuries that he's been dealing with have robbed him of whatever athleticism that was keeping him in the game. I don't mean to shit on this, guys. Well, no, yeah. I do. But I want people to understand what we're coming in for, because you look at the numbers, you're like, man, that dude shot 43%. He's playing with Luka Doncic? This is going to be awesome. Yeah. I don't know if it is, because and, I don't know if he can get on the
3: floor. And last thing um, before I get off, uh, just the whole Marquise Chris, I know he's kind of – he's not ever since he got that – you know, tier contract. He's just not playing good. He's out of the game with knee soreness now. I, yeah. I'm concerned about this whole rim protection thing. We're going to have I mean, if we have to play the Jazz in the first round. It, lastly, is there anybody? Well, we don't. I mean, on the buyout market. I mean, we some players haven't been bought out yet from the other teams. But is there another post player that's rumored to be on the buyout market that we might be able to snag? I, and I know we're probably going to get Drogic too, or most likely. So we would have to cut two players if we get Drogic and
2: you know, maybe a backup center. So, well, well, Nico Harrison in the post game availability basically said the Mavericks are done. So he's, yeah, I I saw that too. I'm like, no, fuck
3: no, they're not done yet. Yeah.
2: So (laughs) real, real cool. Feels good (laughs) about things. They're not uh, done. They gotta be something else. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you for coming up, Chris. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Uh, I've been talking a lot today. If you guys can't tell, I'm, uh, uh, you know, just kind of one of these deals. Christian, what's up?
4: Hey brother, how you doing? Yeah, a little sassy. What's going? On?
5: Nothing. I mean, I you know what a what a game by Luca. I mean, just so much fun to watch, and he was having so much fun, and it it, it you know I don't want to read into things too much, but it didn't seem he was uh very bothered by the trade.
2: Um, I mean, you got you got to kind of make the assumption that he. Not like gave the approval, and Josh had a take on our podcast that he just wonders how much kind of the the maintenance related stress, not like every day, but like the compounded stuff over time had just become too much for the mavericks and i i, I that 's I think a solid take i don 't know if it's you know true, but it's just there's a lot like well, you saw it in here, like people would shit on me or get mad at me. And, I you know, anytime I had something critical to say about it, it's just like the idea of Porzingis is intoxicating. But the results of Porzingis
5: are it's just an availability thing. He's missed 33
2: percent of his game.
5: Well, I, I don't think I've heard anyone mention the biggest uh, benefit of the trade like i have my own thoughts you know not too great but there was one super positive the hint i'll give and i want to see if you could guess it is tnt no
2: let's go here let's hear it oh god no yeah. Yeah, it's playing powder 4.0. I raged about this when I was reading, um, when I was reading his, his, his quotes to Brad Townsend. It's like, oh, we're, and, and, and Mark, Mark, uh, no, it's not Mark, uh, Zach Lowe basically said he thinks the Mavericks are, are preparing for 2023-24 free agency. And I'm just like, how can we waste a transcendent players like cheap years? What are we doing? Uh,
5: I, I was, so I was talking about TNT, the broadcast, and we don't have to hear Chuck talk about <laughs> post anymore. <laughs>
2: So I heard that as playing powder, the old Mike Fisher stuff on Dallas basketball. I love it. I love the. Anyways, yeah. That, yeah that's true. I, we don't have to hear about.
5: Yeah, the all oh, they need to post up KP more. They need to put every single time we're on TNT. So it'll be good and refreshing not to hear that, you know, stupid shit again. So, um, but, you know, I, 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 I was a little bit, uh, Surprised by that move. Um, I just it, it seemed that a deal with the Raptors was on the table where we actually got a pick back and more than anything expiring. So I, I don't just, buy that
2: shit for a minute. What that put out to me was that the Porzingis was actively on the market and the Mavericks were looking to move him. It, I, I don't think there was anything ever there. With, I mean, look at what the return that the, 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 the um, Toronto got for Dragic or uh, for Goron. They they got you know they had to send out a first round pick and they got out a guy who's gonna who wants to keep playing. So yeah,
5: yeah, I, and you know I think at the end of the day I, you know nervous about uh, getting Spence back, but realistically, I mean with the, how the team has been playing, I think the you know I think getting off their contracts should you know in theory. I guess be easier because now it's broken up into those two pieces.
2: Here are here are um, two piles of shit instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
5: uh, yeah. I mean, hopefully, though. I I mean, with the way that we're playing with you know, out having without having well, KP or the new pieces. I think hopefully to to your point just earlier. Hopefully, we're allowed to sit uh, Dinwiddie till so he can hopefully get ready and really just kind of focus on a playoff run and get him right, get some of these players, you know, incorporated towards the end of the season, maybe the last 10 or so games uh, to, to kind of make that run. The one thing I'm excited about for the playoff run, though, is uh, when teams would go small because KP was, quote, unquote, our second star, we had to kind of keep him out there regardless. Now, I think we get destroyed in the paint. I think, you know, we have no big man effectively in the playoffs. Um, But I'll I'll be interested. I hope we get to see some small lineups of maybe uh, Luca, JB, Dinwiddie, Reggie, and Dorian just to see how that uh, plays. Um, But I think the way that Luca's on right now, I still believe that we have a a good shot uh, to kind of compete against anybody and get to the second round just because now that he's in shape. I mean, he's just I mean, he's just amazing right now. And on the defensive end, too, I mean, those last few stops uh, tonight, he was playing great towards the end of the game when when we needed to kind of shut it down.
2: Well, I mean, your, your point about seeing some new stuff is, is probably the most underrated part. When we talked about that a little in the afternoon broadcast, Josh and I didn't talk about it at all, but like some new stuff, even if it's bad, like, there's some value in me as a lunatic fan. Like I look forward to bitching about new things. Like I, I'm really excited about some like different lineup stuff. You know, being mad about the fact that that Davis Bertons couldn't can't stay in front of a chair. Like it's great. I'm I'm really looking forward to that part. That's that's, that's true, Christian.
5: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've taken up enough time now, but I, I did want to say that um, happy for Dorian. I think you know. Damn right. It's a, It's a contract that isn't anything, like, absurd. I was hoping it was more for the MLE, but, you know, he's just so easy to root for. Uh, Glad that, you know, he he gave the kind of story about his mom working at Church's Chicken, and now she's going to be able to kind of relax, and um, he's just easy to root for. Honestly, hope he's a man for life at this point, and we see his uh, jersey in the rafters. After a couple titles with him and Luca, so that's that's the hope. But appreciate your time. Hope you have a great night.
2: You too, buddy. Talk soon. Okay, coming up next is my uh, my 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 very long time friend, but very rare actual joiner of green rooms, uh, Grant. Grant, hit that unmute button and and bring the fire. Hey, Kirk.
6: What is funnier than fifty? Fifty one. Yes, sir.
2: I was laughing, like if the, the it, you know, I'm so glad he started hitting his free throws. I was like, if this dude didn't get to 50 points, if he's going 28 the first quarter, like we
6: should make fun of him. He's so good. So uh, the KP trade. Who's KP? I've come to terms. Exactly, I've come to terms with it. Let's hear why. So it sucks. We all know it sucks. Because we traded away two firsts, a second, and Dennis Mann Jr. for it, mm. but that cap spike, clam powder, <laughs> you're a monster.
2: Everyone, all the way. you? are, are, are you're, you're just the the like like you're you're the human embodiment of the "I am ready to be hurt again"
6: GIF, aren't you, dude? Clam powder all the way. <laughs>
2: I mean I, certain people really love cocaine they're involved with the, the New Jersey or the 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 Brooklyn Nets but not me I'm not interested in crypto bros uh, that now that's funny like Mark Cuban having a crypto bro is an underrated element
6: So I don't know if this was ever confirmed but I definitely saw on Twitter that there was there was literally before today it was yesterday I saw on Twitter that there was literally an NFT convention and uh they were Seen like talking together. I don't know if that's actually true. Do you know who reported that? that? I that's why I think it was real. I can't remember. Martin, who. it was it was Mike Wilbon of, oh. of the oh,
4: <laughs> of yeah. PTI and like, oh, yeah. like, I, I,
6: like I think so. it has. Yeah, exactly. He's not just going to say that. Man,
2: I love it. I I don't know. I don't it's, care. It's I want to believe it, even if it's not true.
6: Yeah, for sure. But I wonder like if he said that knowing that this trade was imminent or yeah. something like. How do you just how do you just nail it on the head like that? Well, it's just incredible. And we have
2: in the in the chat and I'm going to invite him up and make him talk about about Dinwiddie is is Mavs Moneyball contributor, Xavier Santos, who I believe is fully responsible. He is the war criminal responsible for this trade, in my opinion.
6: Uh, so what do you got anything else for us, buddy? Uh, no, no, man. Um, I just want to ask you who's going to win the Daytona 500 on Sunday. I don't know. Who should I bet on? I'll I'll do what you tell me to. William Byron. Okay.
2: All I right. like that confidence. You didn't even have to hesitate. Nope. All Maybe, right. Let's, all let's talk soon. Be That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Now let's try to bring on Davis or Davis. What's wrong with me? That's uh. You can see I've been uh, uh Mr. Volo here. You can tell I've been talking about Davis Bertons for hours. So I I just read his name the same way. Or is yours the same way? You tell me
7: actually david but uh my uh,
8: friends call me davis okay for the joke uh can you hear me by the way um, no not, it well, no it's probably not even worth it then um i'll just step out i updated it but
2: no it's cool so what are you using what in terms of, of talking
8: uh just my headphones uh, uh
2: apple headphones so try to bring the mic a little like is it like the plug-in ones or airpods airpods yeah Huh. I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's capturing your AirPods upon talking. It's like with me, it's given me when I like like do the right top of the phone. Great audio for everybody listening, by the way. You can tell like it's connected to my AirPods. I wonder if it's not connecting for you. Right. Now it just gets a little goofy sometimes. We'll figure this out. Maybe we'll figure it out on a, on a night where there's not two hundred people. But <laughs> I hope you come back. I really want to talk to you some more. Okay. Yeah, let's try both. Yeah. All right. We'll talk soon. Um, Jack. Welcome, Jack. What's going on, Jack? Hit that unmute button. Man, I'm having a great time tonight. It's okay. When we had the room with like a thousand people in it, I, I kicked like five straight people off because no one was able to operate the mic. That's okay. Um, Taylor, you've been waiting. What's up? Hit that unmute button for us. Come out from the chat. Another great night of audio. All right. Try somebody else. And I know, I know, Jack. It's, it's, it's I'm trying. I've been juggling stuff. We're going to bring on Sam. Sam was on a little while earlier, and I know Sam can operate the unmute button. What's happening?
9: Yeah, I guess I'm a professional now at the uh- Yes. <laughs> what do you got for us? Well, um, you know, Luca is a, he's a, he's a, he's a, guy. Like <laughs> the man's a guy. Um, I guess he was really happy about the the trade. You know, he said, well, Luke, uh, KP's not here no more. Let me go ahead and get 28 in the first quarter. He should have 30, but we'll I just... know the man misses those free throws after bombing seven threes. Like what do you, what are... yeah, but I mean, can't be mad about anything else. Really. No, like, Luca, Luca's the man, um, after you know what happened earlier, obviously, digesting the trade. Um I still don't know how I feel about it personally just because I don't want to look too far ahead, obviously, because there's still two months left in the season. But the way it's going, we're probably going to play Utah in the first round. And they got Gobert and they got Whiteside, and we don't have nothing like that. So <laughs> Um I'm just concerned about how it's going to work in the playoffs because I know Luke is the kind of guy that does like to, you know, he did a little step back where he does, like, and those two well, big guys that might have picked the way that he does.
2: See, but he seems to take big men guarding him as a personal affront to his honor. Like he gets angry about it. And James Harden beat beat Rudy's ass, and that was when Rudy was arguably a better player.
9: True. I guess that's. I don't know. I'm just I'm just having my concerns just because I was I was thinking that maybe you know. I thought the match weren't done. I don't know why I thought that, but that's just my optimism speaking, I guess. So sure. I was thinking, you know, they might be in the market for a big man because I, I guess they got rid of Moses Brown, even though I'm not saying he's the be-all end-all, but we're going sure. to need something. You know? Yeah, we don't really
2: have any now. Like Dwight Powell and, Dor- and uh, Maxie are going to get ground into dust.
9: And, and that's the problem. That's what I'm concerned with because I felt like the last couple of years in the playoffs, like you've actually said it where – Maxi, he's, he's great in his role, but we've had to play him instead of playing like maybe 25 to 30 minutes. He's playing 32 to 36 minutes. And yep. that just adds up. And then even like, you know, the last couple of years, Maxi's just in the playoffs. He doesn't do anything. He's just done at that point. So, and Dwight Powell, I mean, nothing needs to be said about Dwight Powell. Even know, he, he, he does his part, but I can't trust Dwight Powell.
2: So, no, no, trusting Dwight Powell in playoff games is a little frightening. Exactly. A little frightening.
9: So I don't want to get to a, a point where it's, hey, it's all Luca again all the time and nobody else has done anything. Because even, hell, tonight in the fourth quarter, we still have those same problems where, you know, it's a lot of just, hey, jack up threes, jack up threes, jack up threes. Type thing. Well, I mean, so I actually talked about this with Josh on our podcast. The
2: Luca gets doubled more than any, like in terms of time spent, doubled more than any other player in the league. And so when Maxie's catching it in the center of the floor, it's a problem. When Brunson's catching it in the middle of the floor, I feel a little better. But Brunson played like, like ass tonight. Like the Clippers just have his number. It's very unfortunate. Um, they're going to have to figure out some things. But it was also the sort of game where if Reggie hits one more three or if Dorian hits one more three, I think the game is over earlier. Does that make any sense? Because they only ended the game shooting 13 of 39 from three. And at one point, they were shooting
9: close. Yeah, I mean and the thing is like the man's thing like they're getting really lucky with a lot of these games where they have the lead and then the other team will come back but they're missing like bunnies and layups and things of that nature. That's so that's true. They never lose so there's not more pressure on them. So I feel like that's kinda helping them out. But on Saturday, I don't know if it's gonna be the same way. I doubt it. I would think I mean they'd be crazy to start Zoobox because I think Luca just likes uh-huh. to yeah i i I think i think i might be pissy in
2: here on saturday night after they beat us by like 25
9: (laughs) i I, I, I can definitely see that happening but hey i mean we're pretty hot right now and i'm not gonna take that away you know let's keep the good vibes going and um you know i just want to get to the all-star break where everybody's healthy and then we can just kind of chill out a little bit so that's right all right thanks sam talk soon have a good night You too, man.
2: All right. Coming up next, we have Brantley. What's going on, guy? What do you got for us? Hit that unmute button when you're pulled out of the chat. Three, two, there we go.
8: Hey, hey Kurt. Sorry. Sorry about that. That's all right, man. I like Yeah. So what I wanted to talk about is actually you mentioned a little bit in that last conversation where – Luca is passing out of the double to either Jalen or Dwight Powell right Right, now. Right,
2: like someone in the middle of the floor, and it's kind of
8: horrifying. And that's what I'm really interested to see Saturday night, is if Spencer Dinwiddie plays, and he's passing to Dinwiddie in those situations.
2: Interesting. I think
8: that will... That will prove whether or not this trade was worth it.
2: Well, I don't In, see Denwoody playing crunch that. time minutes immediately. Like maybe at some point. I mean the Clippers are kind of the you know, he's he's a bigger ball handler. Clip like like he's a four inches taller and like significantly heavier than Brunson. So there's I just don't know if we'll see it that first
8: game. Does that I yeah, I, I agree with that and, and my thought process is more if if they guard Luca from the jump how they guarded him in the second half of the night.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it was physically half. taxing for him. But the other thing was, I think that for as much as Luca was bitching about refs, there was also like a lot of like chicanery going on with sort of the physicality. And sometimes refs just don't allow.
8: So. Yeah, I, I could see them just tuning that out the second night.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm. It'll yeah, be a fun game, thing. though. I, I'm, I, I love how pissy these two teams get.
8: And, yeah, and I I don't know if you saw the Kings-Timberwolves game the other night, but the Kings had a massive advantage since on the second night of their back-to-back with the Timberwolves, they got additional players that the Timberwolves didn't have to play against the first night.
2: Right. (laughs) Right. That makes a difference. I mean, like, like we saw that tonight with uh, Robert Covington only playing 10 minutes tonight. Like, he should probably play some more minutes.
8: So it'll, it'll be interesting to see Saturday night because it should be a completely different game.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, thank you, Brantley. You got anything else?
8: Uh, that's all I got. Go Mavs, and I'll talk to you all later.
2: Yep. Thanks for joining. You know, I feel bad for sometimes I, I bring, like, real, like, unmitigated amounts of rage at the start of these things when it's really not warranted. I mean, they won a game. They won a great game. It was a lot of fun having them, and then I'm just being an ass. Oh, well, Mark Cuban deserves it sometimes.
10: Jacob, welcome to the show. Hey, Kirk, how you doing? I'm on. Awesome, awesome. Well, first, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Luca, uh, dropping a fitty piece on the Clippers, no less. first one. Uh, those guys. Yes, sir. Hopefully, first of many. That's right. And uh, also, shout-out to Dorian, man. I love that guy. Very happy for him. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to ask you, uh, after all the happenings of today, I mean – What's your What's your assessment with the team short-term and long-term? I mean, I, get, I think I got a feeling what you're going to say short-term, but I think we've, uh, we're have we all pretty familiar as Mavs fans with how, I guess, lackluster our roster building has been. So, I, I mean, I can't imagine that Dinwiddie and Bertons are part of our future plans. Uh, we see Dorian is now. Uh, hopefully Brunson stick, sticks around. I mean, what do you think we're at there?
2: Short-term, I feel okay. I mean, I think they're going to be – Playoff rowdy, which you know, it's mm-hmm. like trying to game plan against Luke is a challenge. So I'm 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 hopeful that they get a matchup that they want that they want this year instead of the team they they don't want to play, which has happened the last two years. Um, so I'm okay short term. Long term, I'm just skittish. I, I can't help it. Maybe they'll figure something out. You know, I've had multiple people tell me today that oh, they're a little more flexible this summer. They get out from underneath that draft pick, which I get. I'm 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 a fan of that, but. I just can't, I can't help but shake the skittishness because as negative as I am about some of the long-term stuff, I really hate the fact that I've just ended up being right about enough things to make me wonder if they, they, they can hold on to Luca. Now, there's a lot of things happening over the next several years that are going to matter. There's arguably going to be another cap spike if they sign another TV deal. Um, TVA Mavs, uh, Scott, who hops in here from time to time. Shout out Scott. You know, he'll listen to this tomorrow. He's across the world. Um, Luca's next contract could be worth like enough money to like buy a small country. So I, I, it's hard to walk away from, but I don't know. I just, I project out, I project my fear. Cause it's just, it's a different NBA. And then Mark human talks like it's the NBA that he came into the league on. It's just different. So I, I don't know. I, I, I get why they needed to get out from under KP. I've killed that guy for years, but I just, I cannot believe that most people think the Mavericks lost this trade. I mean, I think they did too, but it's, it's, I just, I thought this would have gone different.
10: Right, uh, you, skittish is a good word, I guess, especially for front court. Uh, I think someone brought it up earlier. Uh, it just looks like, to your point, that you know we, <laughs> in in order to maybe get past, you know, get to the second round this year, hopefully we get a good draw, or otherwise, uh, you know, perhaps Nikola Jokic will just freaking kill us in the, you know, pain. Or I hate to say it, even go bare. Uh yeah, it's not I don't know. It's 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 weird. Uh it feels like we haven't had a good center or like a reliable center since Tyson Chandler. And I mean, yeah, as it, uh, like we found good wings, you know. Like I said Dorian uh, Bullock looks yeah. like he's working out, but I mean, Bullock's already on the wrong side of 30, so I just hate to see a, a us fall by the wayside in terms of team building like but, well, all the while, you know, teams like Chicago, they've built a contender in, like, two years. Yep. Well, and, like, Memphis fans today were, like, gleeful that the Mavericks traded
2: Porzingis. And I was told one of them was like, are we really, like, Porzingis is the one who scares you, not Luca, who is the grim reaper of your dreams, destroying worlds in the cruelest way imaginable? It's like, what are we doing here? Like, Porzingis is pretty good, but he's not been the guy
10: that makes the difference for the Mavericks. against. The- sure. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe Mem- Memphis is a pretty good team for Luca to just shit on, right? <laughs> yeah, and they're really good too. <laughs> it, t- and on the Memphis thing, I mean, it's it's it is a little frustrating too to see them kind of, I guess, accelerate their rebuild. Because I mean, they've already got they already got a good squad. Yeah, well, they cared about the draft. Like they cared about the right. draft for years. <laughs> So, and that's the challenge.
2: Where we, you know, we we traded all our picks for for Porzingis, two for one for Luca, then Dennis Smith, and then two
10: for Porzingis. It's it's right. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially if, I mean, gosh, trading, throwing in that second that second round pick earlier today. I mean, I know they don't mean that much in the NBA, but that that kind of frustrated me a little bit. But I mean, as more the more I digest the trade, I'm not. I, I think we lost it, like you said, but I don't think we like. Took the biggest L ever. Maybe not,
2: because if if these guys improve, like the the sunny side up version of this has to be that Luka Doncic helps makes both these guys better, or one of them gets healthier down the road, or something. Like there's there's a path. I just don't know if. Right,
10: right. Well, I mean that's all I got, Kirk. Appreciate you. something sure
2: Jacob, hope you come back. Talk soon. Um, let's go with Stephen. Welcome to the show, Stephen. How are you? Hit that unmute button and tell us what you got.
1: Hey, Kurt. Can you hear me? I can. Thanks for joining. Um, Just to kind of go off what the last guy said, I think, uh, I think us having to add in the second pick shows KP's market value. We were the ones that had to sweeten the deal. And I think it was great that we got off his contract when we did because it only gets harder the more we pay him each year.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't know where his value was other than not great and – Ah uh, man, it's tough, it's a tough deal but I, well, I I don't know the protections on the second round pick is that
1: not that I've seen, but i um you know same thing with when we were trying to get rid of Dennis Smith. I always hope that there's just some dumb franchise that will that will trade it trade him away for nothing like we'll just you know get the really sweet deal, and it just it never happens that way in. I think that's kind of what happened with KP. We're taking a risk and um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I think, I think it opens up as long as these guys play, I don't see how we lose. I mean, unless they're just absolute garbage, which is a possibility.
2: It is. It is. But I, I I know what you mean. I feel better about things right now. Like for the, you know, I I feel like playoffs wise, maybe not immediately for today, but, but for the, the, you know, I I think they're going to be okay.
1: And, the one last thing I have to say is I I just I didn't understand what KP was good at. Like he can't. I I got frustrated when he dribble. I got frustrated when he passed, post up. I mean it seems like the only things he was good at was blocks and free throws. And I just don't think you can pay your your main guy thirty plus million to block a few. I mean that's Rudy Gobert, and to me that's a horrible contract.
2: Yeah, well it's the, like KP was good different things each year. His first year with the Mavericks up until you know the COVID stoppage, he was really good. He was really good. And then in year two, he came back from his meniscus surgery, I think a little too early because the Mavericks needed him again because of a COVID issue. And he just never got his body right. This year, he never found his shot, which was disappointing. But I do think he was better at defense. And like you said, he got to the free throw line last year. He never got to the line at all. But he never found a consistent role is kind of what it comes down to. And consistency is just too important for teams that have title aspirations. You know, him playing 16, you know, getting 16 straight playoff games or playoff wins out of Port feels impossible with how how inconsistent he was. It,
1: it just doesn't feel like he really pushed the needle for us. Like, he, he would do good typically against bad teams, but we, we really needed more from him. And I think... I, I just I, I, I like the move. I I don't know how much it'll work out, but I'm just ready for something new and I don't know I might eat my words later, but who cares?
2: <laughs> no I, I understand that. like wanting something new is of value because we've just we've watched a significant portion of this roster be the exact same for years and they now are different. so that's 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 at least fun. That's at least fun. Well, thank you for joining. You got yeah, anything else?
1: Th- nope. Thanks for having me on.
2: All right. We'll talk soon. <laughs> I right. um, hope you come back here. So, coming up next on the show, we have Jim. Hey, Jim. What's up? Kirk. What's up? I'm a little. i I just kind of hit my wall. I've talked probably for four hours today, which is way too much, Kirk.
4: I feel. I feel that because it's like it's a busy day for most, you know, journalists and you know, NBA people. Like, you guys have to do a lot of uh, stuff, tweeting, speaking, you know. I feel for y'all.
2: Yes, sir. So what do you got for us tonight?
4: I, today, am, this is really not going to be popular at all, but I'm going to be in the defense of having Davis Bertans on the team.
2: Mm, fancy. Let's hear it. I like so, this. This is different.
4: So who's the best playmaker Davis Bertans has ever played with, and it could be multiple people.
3: Well, I
2: mean, Bradley Beal's pretty good. What about Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's why like people kind of had great expectations for him because he played really well with the Spurs. Right.
4: So hypothetically, let's say we got the Spurs version of Davis Bertans. I know he's had the foot injury and whatever, but it would be amazing. On the second unit, let's say he takes the Sterling Brown minutes, if Davis Bertans turns into Spurs-Davis Bertans. That would be absolutely amazing. And I feel like with Luca and even JB, like, there are opportunities to be had for Davis to you know, have open shots, obviously. Um, with the 30% three-point shooting, or it's like 32% this year, like, look, if Reggie Bullock can have the shooting slump he had in the beginning of the year and then turn into what he is now, I feel like anybody could have that. If you're a shooter, shooters are going to shoot, right? Like I, I totally, I totally believe that if you're a shooter, you have the potential to be able to lock back in and realize who you are. Um, I have hope. I'm a little bit more optimistic about this trade than most people. Um, I understand that Davis averages two rebounds a game. Hopefully, <laughs> the coaches. <laughs> right, I know. I hope the coaching staff helps. You know, like improve Davis's like defensive and uh offensive awareness as far as rebounding goes. Um, but there's potential to be had. Yes, he's a veteran, but there's definitely potential. Um. As far as Dinwiddie goes, I know you talked earlier about him being Cuban's NFT bro. <laughs> God, that's so cringe. I hate that so much. Um, but it's it's so funny because you know if Dinwiddie actually turns out to be good, I could see him. I could see Cuban, as dysfunctional as he's been during free agency, taking Dinwiddie's side. And not paying Jalen. As sad as that is to say.
2: Well, they talked about today how it's like, oh, this is some some, some Brunson insurance. And like, this man is not Brunson insurance. No, that's, not that's at all. Disrespectful. Not even close. Yeah, disrespectful. Like,
4: Jalen's such an efficient scorer compared to Dinwiddie. It's not even close. It's, they're not even the same, <laughs> right. same camp. So, question for you. Uh, one question before I go. Um, so. Nico said tonight, and you guys have talked about this already, that the Mavs are done as far as buyout goes. So what happens? Like, we need a center. We don't have anybody above seven foot on our team, correct? Right. So what's going to happen when we have to face either Gobert, Aiton, Jokic in the playoffs? What's going to happen?
2: Bad things. (laughs) <laughs> it really does don't know. sound optimistic. No, no, it's like like it's really dark. It's really dark. Like I've had numerous people I mean, uh, look, I uh, I, know, I know
4: Boban's on the team, but like really Boban doesn't count. And we shouldn't count Boban as much as he's a fan favorite, he's not a reliable playoff rotation player.
2: Right. Right. No, I know that. So I'm not sure. Are it's, so, screwed? it's a little dark. Yeah, I mean, 6 of 1 half dozen of the other. What
4: was it that you said today? That we're sixty percent win rate with without KP in games, and then fifty-nine point like eight percent with KP. It's right. not that much different. It was
2: not a good. It was like not a. It was, it was not. It did not shine well upon Chris Dapp's actual um actual impact in these games.
4: Yeah. Last thing I'm gonna say, like I don't think that this trade made that much of a difference. If Denwitty and. Bertans can get back to form. Bertans into San Antonio form and then Dan Whitty into Brooklyn form. There's depth, like people are saying, but I'm still not hopeful for a title run. We still, we still need a second best player.
2: We'll see, man. All right, Jim. Well, thank you much. Thank you, Kirk. Mm All right, guys. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to bail a little bit. My wife's like, why are we still up? um it's a good it's a good argument but i'm gonna bring on my guy jake here jake what's up i'm sorry blake what's up welcome to the show it's been a while since i've seen you on here hit that that
11: hey kirk how's it going all right what do you got for us oh not much i was at the game um it was uh i was actually i was kind of kind of bummed uh, almost didn't want to go from the uh, the trade earlier. I was kind of bummed out about that, but I don't care anymore because Luca lit the entirety of the Clippers organization on fire. So I am. Um, <laughs> that was just so cool, and he—I thought he was going to go for sixty, but <clears throat> in any event, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much to add. I guess to what everyone else is saying, just uh, uh. I don't really. I personally, as far as the trade goes, I don't see. I don't see the vision of it. I, I don't really understand what they're doing. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping. I don't know. I saw someone mention maybe they're trying to do like a Clippers South kind of thing, just a six, seven, and under, you know, and run everybody off the court. I, I don't really know. It would um, help if they were <laughs> – <laughs> It's a wild yeah, take. Yeah. That is an important uh, aspect of that, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping uh, Denwitty can come be the 6 man or something.
2: But, yeah, we'll see. I'm not. I mean, I'm at least intrigued, but I'm just. It's it's a little it's a little vexing at the moment. It,
11: I, that is that is a perfect word for it. It is vexing. It is vexing. But <clears throat> yeah, it was a it was a really fun game tonight though, and I'm glad I got to got to see it. So.
9: Good.
2: Glad you got to go. That'd be awesome to go to a game like that, man. The game I went to literally got like fouled a thousand times. Like that's going to be my, my lasting memory of that. (laughs) So yeah, you'll carry that one with you. That's a good one to go to.
11: For sure. For sure. All right, man. Thanks for coming up. Hope you come back. For sure. Talk to you again.
2: Mm -hmm. Yep. Bye. Alexi,
9: welcome to the chat. Tell
2: us. Sorry, hit the unmute button. So that's at least something. Your speaker is going to work for you tonight. We'll see. Uh, Maybe try to bring you back up. We can figure it out. Sometimes it doesn't connect to folks' speakers. That's just uh, the way of things. Tyler, did you do any? uh, Did you get to go to the game? What's going on?
12: I did not get to go to game. I'm stuck in Oklahoma. But um, Luca is quite good. I, I, you know, in case you didn't know,
2: it's a valid observation.
12: Yeah. Um, Beyond that, I don't have anything from the game. Um, I do. I think hate the trade more than most other people. So well, I don't no know man. If you're interested. I had in, one of these earlier. Uh,
2: everyone, it was an hour. It was like three thirty in the afternoon. Nine hundred people. Every fucking person was mad as shit.
12: Yeah, I I was at work, or else I would have been on there. But I did get to listen back to it. So uh, um, I don't know if you want to basically hear all that over again. But I mean, this whole thing is an organizational failure. It started with. The initial contract in 2019, no protections, giving him the full max. I mean, are we still here today if they did put some protections on it? Maybe, but, I mean, at least it makes it kind of a different situation.
2: I know what you mean. The protections were something that I never understood, where it's just like, hey, let's do a solid for a guy who doesn't deserve it.
12: Yeah, it's baffling. And then a couple other things. I noted from – I'm sure everybody saw this as well from Mavs Draft – since 2019, KP's played 134 games. Dinwiddie 111, and Bertan's 145. So I mean,
2: uh, it's not. I that's what I mean. Like those sorts of things, where it's like, oh, he's gonna play more. It's like I don't know.
12: I've seen so many people like, and all things Mav. I love his account, but he said something about like, well, it's like, would you rather have KP in a suit and tie or this and that? And like, I completely get where he's coming from, but like, Dinwiddie's has two torn ACLs. He tore both ACLs and both knees. And then he friggin' has missed more games than him. It baffles me. Yeah.
2: And it doesn't take that much research to do that stuff. Like I, I I am a shitty Mavs account. I don't understand why anybody follows me or listens to me, whatever. But like these accounts, these all like fan accounts have like 45,000 followers that all tweet dumb shit and make people dumber. Make me furious. It's like, come on. Yeah.
12: And I think I would have been more fine with the move if they would have addressed the center position. I was at work, like, chewing on my fingernails, waiting for them to make a move at center. If they would have done that, I probably would have been more fine with it. But instead, I had to rage to my my coworkers about how the Mavs are dumb.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you very much. You got anything else for us? No, that's it. Go, Luca. All right, buddy. Have a good night. You too. All right, Grayson, what do you got for us tonight?
13: Hey, Kurt. Um, So, you know, I'm starting to come around on this trade a little bit.
2: Tell us why.
13: So first, I got to say one thing. Uh, Holy shit, Luka Doncic dropped 51 tonight. Uh, This guy's the best basketball player in the world, and I'm so glad that he's on my team. I think we're going to be all right. Uh, Okay, here, let's look at some stats that I was looking at. So, okay. This year, this season, every single three that he has made has come off an assist. He hasn't had an unassisted three this year. And also, this season, he's actually shooting the second best percentage of his career from the corner. He's shooting really poorly uh, from every other spot. But I think if they just stick him in the corner, he's shooting 57% from there right now this season. It seems
2: nice. It's a pretty pretty good number better than average I'd say
13: I think Luca can get him some corner threes I don't know I mean there's some concerning stuff in here too um, but it gives me a little bit of hope that maybe in the system uh, if they can get him some good shots in, in their system and Luca can find him open from the corner like he finds Dorian like fucking 10 times a game sorry uh, like 10 times a game uh, then that'd be good And it's like three or four of them.
12: (laughs)
2: Oh, Dorian, we're very happy for his 55 million, but the occasional three misses when he's wide open
13: is amazing. You know, sometimes watching this team, this is gonna be, this is gonna be weird. I feel like I'm watching Star Wars. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like Lucas Darth Vader, right? And he just comes in and just destroys everyone, and then everyone else on the floor is just like these stormtroopers that miss a lot, you know. (laughs)
9: <laughs> That's
2: kind of what tonight felt like. Like I I kind of think the Clippers should have won that game.
13: Yeah, there was a couple of times where I was like, "Okay, guys, come on. Luka is going to have 50 like if we lose this game, it's going to be like that game that the Hawks had a few a few maybe weeks or months ago at this point where Trey dropped like 50 and they mm. lost." And uh I'm really glad that we got that win tonight so I don't have to hear narratives. Me too,
2: buddy. Me too. You
13: got anything else for us? Yeah, just one more little thing. I loved the fans constantly booing Morris tonight. Mm, guys, underrated guys, element. They suck. Those guys suck. All right, that's all I have. I just had to edit on some Morris hate.
2: I love it. Talk soon, Grayson. Thanks. Okay, Josh, what's up? Welcome to the show. Hit that unmute button for us. All right. That's okay. Let's go to Jake. Jake, what do you got for us tonight? How you doing? Hit the unmute button. Man, everybody's tired tonight. Everybody's falling asleep on their phones. That's okay. Ryan, what about you? You're gonna be able to hit the unmute button? We shall see.
7: Hey, can you hear me, Kirk?
2: How we doing? Welcome.
7: Then good. Uh always nice to be the cl- clipper. That's right. Uh yeah, long time listener, first time caller, uh really appreciate all the all the work that you do. Listen to a lot of podcasts. Um so my take for the trade, I, I hate shade. Um but you know it's not like we can we can try to talk ourselves into Hey, what if, uh, Bertrand turned into a different player, turned into the great super in San Antonio? Or what if, you know, Dimity became good again? But that's not the point of the trade. The, the, the point of the trade is, you know, you look at the counter and look at the value. I, we gave up Posingas, which I don't think is, uh, you know, the impression is, is a, is a charged contract. Like, remember last time this year, I think Posingas value was, Actually lower than this year. I think he yep. had a better season this year. And last yep. time around, this, this this time we have some rumors around the trade potentially with Golden State. Obviously, these are all rumors. Nobody knows whether they are true or not. But I don't think the overwhelming pressure for the value of Pusingas is, you know, so negative that you have to throw in in such a trade. Do you remember as a, like because the the new hope for hiring a new GM. Uh, Nicole Harrison, like that's a new hope for rebuilding the franchise and getting some better players. Yeah. The first two trades that he made is for to throw uh Josh, Josh Richardson for for Brown, and this is the second trade. You like we can all agree that you know uh uh Donnie Nelson wasn't a good GM through the last uh the the, the later later half of his career, but remember what? Do you remember what his uh first crew chase were? Most of the noise? he as Nash. That's yep. what his first crew chase. And we got the first true chase with Nicole Harrison. I mean, I mean, it's probably the the real GN. It's a Nicole. I don't really care, but I just don't see. I it's just so like you. You just feel like the 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 the. It's either Nicole or or Mark Cuban. Just have no idea what they're doing. That's how I feel. and it just feel
2: the future is pretty dark. It's it's understandable to feel that way. I kinda do too. But then I remember Luca scored fifty one points and I'm hopeful that things will be better.
7: Yeah, at least we still have Luca. That's right. That's right. Well yep. thank you for
2: joining. You got anything yep. else for us? No, that's it. Thanks for having me. That's right. Um this tweet is killing me. Ryan Rosello, ten hours ago, tweeted. <laughs> And if you don't know Ryan Russell, he works for the ringer, he used to work at ESPN. He said, I cannot wait to see Luca's reaction when he waves him off. <laughs> and I'm just dying. I just can't, you know. I, I've I've been I've been talking too long. Too much Kirk talk today. Um I'm gonna have to go after this. Brett, bring us home.
14: Yeah, um so obviously I talked in the you know the earlier the earlier um Whatever this is, one of yeah. these um, about about um, about the the trade. But absent, you know, absent, the, you know, the details of the trade itself. One thing that Denby will bring, regardless of you know how poorly he's played in the last year, is that we will not have to see Trey Burke hopefully ever again after tonight. Um, hopefully he is banished to the Shadow Realm forever because I like I'm glad he played well in like the last two games prior to this, but I don't want to watch him on this team again. I am so so tired of him dribbling into long twos and like Dinwiddie I'm sure will do plenty of that but he is like just a massively more competent basketball player overall and hopefully I mean hopefully he buys into his role in the way he didn't in Washington um I don't know like I like with Bertans I don't think it obviously the contract's bad but I don't think it moves the needle that much um I think that regardless of how poorly he shot this year, um, I think defenses will still probably treat him, the you know, like a shooter. At least I would hope. Um, like, and that will you know give Luca more space when he's on the court with him, and that's really kind of all you need. In the same way that Porzingis, you know, provided space even when he, um, when he wasn't making shots, the defenses still um, close out hard. Um, and like you know, w- and wouldn't leave him alone, um, and so and I and I honestly assume that he, that he, Bertans will play some at the 5 it He'll be terrible on defense, but
2: all <laughs> just um, it could be hilarious.
14: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it'll be functionally the same on offense as with Porzingis, but um, you know, but but I mean, like I think pick and pop with you know him will will work well. Um, because he is someone, you know, regardless of how bad he's been this year, you'll still have to, you know, close out To you can't leave him open in the corner. Um, But yeah, I mean, Dinwiddie, I just think, will stabilize the bench in a way that it just, I I really wish, like, do you know if you can like look at like the tracking data, like what, like what is the Mavs net rating specifically in the first two minutes of the third and, I mean, in the, of the second and fourth quarters, because it has to be so bad. It, It like, like it makes me just like not want to watch those like those specific sections of the game. Like like the, they will figure it like like they figure it after that. Like it's not the entirety of the minutes. Like obviously the minutes without Luka, they struggle on offense, but in those specific moments, like it looks like they've never played together before. And, and this has been like I like, I don't know if it's been the whole season, but at least for the past couple of weeks, I just in those moments they'll come out and it's like the same group of guys, but it looks like they just haven't practiced for this situation. And I'm like. I'm like, do you not have, like, some kind of, you know, in the, it, like, between quarters, you haven't, like, drawn up any plays. You haven't, like, you haven't practiced anything. And so what you end up with is, like, is, like, you know, Dorian, like, driving the ball and, like, kicking out to, you know, Brunson, who, like, won't shoot the three. And, like, that's just happened so many times. And well, so I just hope... Brunson really needs... Oh, yeah. I mean, th- that's the kind of thing where I, j- I hope that there's someone on the staff who tells him, you know, obviously, like, you know, if he gets passed up to him and then he has a big on him, someone he can, you know, exploit defensively in a different way. But if if the option is, you know, 10 seconds left on the shot clock, take a three that you don't feel great about or reset it and, you know, try to attack, you know, a set defense, again, with limited time on the clock, taking that three is the best option. Like, that is going to be a better shot, like most likely than what you're going to get after that. Um, and and again, yeah, so I mean that's, I think that's the next you know evolution of Brunson's game. Um, tonight again, you know this is what I think will assume will happen in the playoffs again to him. Um, it's like I mean obviously it won't be the Clippers, thankfully, but still like this.
2: I mean they're not the yeah. There's like six or seven teams that are so long. Yeah, but, it just, but it's it, yeah,
14: yeah. I mean and, and and so, yeah. I mean I. That's still the thing, same thing with Dinwiddie. Like, obviously, you know, it's just more – it's less burden on Brunson to be the second, you know, ball handler all the time. Um, because, like, like th- th- there's some – because right now, especially with no Hardaway, um, there's just not a – an like, any ball handling off the bench. Um, like, Brunson – Bullet cannot and should not handle the nope. ball. Um Th- they they had him like dribble the ball a couple times today and I was just it was just painful <laughs> like like I, like I would I would like like I think I love Bullock, but I would much rather even have like Dorian dribble than him. Sure, no, I understand what you mean. Yep, that's all I have to say. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, for Brett. Update. Oh yeah, of course.
2: All right, guys, I'm sorry. It's after midnight. I've talked for like four hours today, and I don't want to say anything much stupider than I already have. Um, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for following. Uh, please go to mapswindyball.com. We've probably written 12 things today, all sorts of content for you. If you're checking this out on the podcast feed, be sure to uh, go to Spotify Green Room, download the app, follow Kirk Henderson35. You'll get notified when we go live. I try to bring everybody up here that wants to talk for anybody who is having issues. I know that. Um, if I push an update today, so sometimes that matters. I please hope you come back and talk. I really enjoy this. Everybody have a good night. Go Mavs.
13: Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com.